Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone that will hear your word, that their hearts will be open to receive all that the Lord will say. But above all, O God in heaven, let the name of the Lord be glorified. Blessed be your holy name, O God. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Let's quickly open our Bibles to the book of Revelation chapter 5. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as though he had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and a golden bowl full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And the nine says, And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us hallelujah by god by your blood out of every tongue out of every tribe and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our god and we shall reign on the earth hallelujah we shall reign what on the earth praise the name of the lord you see, when the Bible makes some certain declarations, it's very, very intentional. It never said we shall reign in heaven and on the earth. It said that what we shall reign only where? On the earth. Because when we get to heaven, that is where only God and He alone reigns. Hallelujah. And so when you understand, as we begin to go in through our theme of the month, which is supernatural enthronement, is consistent with what the scripture it's saying here in the verse 10 it says and god has made us kings and priests to our god and we shall what reign on the earth by the grace of god in the church calendar um every april or say last week of march towards april we begin to prepare our hearts for a season of what easter hallelujah and the relevance of this is because Easter is the most significant, hallelujah, Easter is the most significant um, event in the church's calendar as it regards to the believer. Why? Is because everything that represents, or rather that Christianity represents, is captured in the Easter period. Hallelujah. It's captured in what? What happened on Good Friday and on Resurrection Sunday is a story of what God did for you and I. And so what John was saying here was that what we should not weep any longer. That whenever we are celebrating Easter in times like this, we should bring to our remembrance what God has done for us. Because therein lies the revelation of who you truly are. Praise the name of the Lord. Because if the Bible says that God has redeemed you as a king and as a priest, then you must acknowledge it that what you are truly a king and a priest. Praise the name of the Lord. It didn't say you would become. It said that what? And he has already what? Made us. Hallelujah. You are already. The moment you accepted Jesus, as your Lord and your Savior, 
The Bible tells us that what? You are already a king and a priest unto our God. Hallelujah. And what do kings do? The kings have their domain. They have their territory. And it says, and we shall what? Reign on the earth. Praise the name of the Lord. And we shall reign on the earth. For the sake of those who are writing, the title of my sermon this afternoon is The Mystery of Supernatural Enthronement. Hallelujah. The Mystery of Supernatural Enthronement. The Mystery of Supernatural Enthronement. Praise the name of the Lord. And so in order to, to communicate this truth to us, I'll first of all start with a, a statement. And that simply is that the destiny of every believer, hallelujah, the destiny of every believer is one that is propelled by truth. Praise the name of the Lord. In other words, the extent to which you experience Christ is captured in the level of truth you know. Praise the name of the Lord. The extent to which you are able to exhibit the traits of Christ. You see, when Jesus was here on the earth, when you read the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, everything Jesus did, you and I have the ability and the capacity to do them. Hallelujah. But the reality of it is what? The extent to which you are able to realize them is dependent on the degree of truth that you and I know. And that truth simply is what? Knowledge. Praise the name of the Lord. That truth is captured in knowledge. And when I mean knowledge here, it's not just knowledge as to physics, chemistry, and biology. No, I'm talking about revelational knowledge. Knowledge of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. Praise the name of the Lord. What Jesus did on the cross of Calvary is what determines the extent to which you're able to realize everything that Jesus has said or what John was speaking of in that verse 10 when he says, And God has redeemed us as what? As kings and as priests unto our God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay? And so you begin to understand that in other words, the distance to which you and I are able to cover in destiny is dependent on how much of God's word we know. I don't mean by how much of scriptures you quote. Praise God. Because it is possible for you to quote scriptures and there is no revelation back in it. You know, I was reading, me and my wife were reading a book um, two days ago about the God's generals. And it was talking about um, a man called, um, Holy Spirit, help me remember his name. John Alexander Dowie. And how he became the great healing evangelist. And for so long, he knew the scripture of what Acts 10.38 says. But you see, there was a time that came in his life where he was pushed to the edge. And he began to cry unto God that there must be a way. And that was when the word was made flesh. And so when the word is made flesh to you, that is when you have revelation. Hallelujah. When the word you know becomes what? Truth to you. Not to everybody. But when the word you know is what? Truth to you. That's when, when that word is made flesh. Is when you say you have revelation. Because the Bible said that we cannot help but speak of those things which our eyes have seen. Our ears have heard. And what our hands have handled. Praise the name of the Lord. The word of God is handleable. You are able to use it. You know, for those of us who play table tennis, you see, your skill might be good, but how the nature of your tennis, your ability to handle the bat, 
determines how well you are able to play. Praise the name of the Lord. And so your, your handling matters. How you handle the word of God matters. There is a skill that is required in handling the word of God. And so all that we are discussing all throughout this month of April is to make you understand, is to make you realize who you truly are in Christ. What has Jesus done for me? Because you see, when you are deeply rooted and grounded in this truth, there is nothing that can shake you. Praise the name of the Lord. There is nothing that can move you because you are confident in the truth that you believe. Hallelujah. You know, someone said that truth is never determined by a majority opinion, but what divine revelation. Truth is not by majority of opinion that everybody is saying it is not what makes it truth. Praise God. What makes it truth is that what it is backed up by God. Anything God says is true. That's why the Bible says, let God be true and every other person be a liar. Are we together? And so you understand that just as fuel is to a car, so also is what revelational knowledge is to your destiny. Praise the name of the Lord. Just as fuel is to a car, in other words, the extent of your tank or what you have in your tank will determine how far you're able to go. The extent to which you and I are able to go in life, the Bible says we have been redeemed, we have been made already kings and priests unto our God. But the extent of our kingship is determined by the truth that we know. That is why the Bible says, Psalm 45 verse 4, it says, and in thy majesty, it says, ride prosper prosperously because of what? Truth. Hallelujah. And meekness and righteousness and it says and thy right hand shall teach you terrible things that's the king james version but other words that thy right hand shall teach you awesome things in the word of the lord are captured awesome experiences but the reality of it is the extent to which you and i are able to experience it is contingent on what we are able to know hallelujah praise the name of the lord praise the name of the lord and this is why you realize that the enemy will do everything to ensure that you and I are not exposed to this truth. Praise the name of the Lord. The enemy will do anything to ensure that you and I are not exposed to this truth. Why? Because it says, look at what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4. Sorry, 2 Corinthians 13, sorry, verse 8. It says we can do nothing against the truth. You can't fight the truth. It says, but for the truth. And why is this so? Because you understand that the moment you capture what God is saying, every trace of darkness automatically leaves you. Praise the name of the Lord. The moment you are able to identify what God is saying, every trace of darkness has to leave because the bible says they shines a light in darkness and darkness cannot comprehend praise the name of the lord and so for that reason you begin to understand that this is why the devil would always use the weapon of ignorance you know in the secular world they say ignorance is bliss what you don't know will not kill you that's what i used to grow up hearing but that's a lie 
in the kingdom of God, you are you are dead because of what you don't know. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at what the Bible says, Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13. It says, Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because what they have no knowledge. If he ended there, that would have been the end. But look at what it says. It says, and they are honorable men. These are people who were called to glory and virtue. But they did not realize their glory and virtue because what? They had no knowledge. And it says, and are famished, and their multitude are dried up with thirst. Praise God. You see, the essence of today is to create a hunger for you. You see, because the truth is we can preach here from, for 24 hours. But what are you able to take home and begin to practice? That you must have a genuine desire that, Lord, this month, I'm going to make it a project. I'm going to settle down with scriptures. I want to know you. Praise the name of the Lord. And, and the moment you make this decision, let me give you pointers. The enemy would fight you. Praise God. The enemy would fight you. Haven't you ever wondered? You can watch series for nine hours at a stretch. No food, no water. I remember when prison break came out and I was in university. I can't forget that Saturday. I stood in my hotel, in my hostel. I watched it from morning to night. But let me tell you to sit down and listen to a sermon for four hours. Praise God. And you ask yourself, but which one is more beneficial? Because technically speaking, ideally, the sermon is more beneficial to me and my destiny than the series. And so you understand that anything you decide to do for God, the enemy will genuinely fight you because he knows that if this person should know this truth, praise God, if this person should come in contact with what God is saying, that is the end of it for me. Praise God. And so you must be ready for a fight because Jesus said that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Freedom is anything. Praise God. Because anything you don't want to be in your life, you want to be free from it. And Jesus is willing to set you free. But you must know the truth to back in that thing. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says here that what? The only reason why ignorance will continue to prevail is because that is the key for those who are perishing. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 3, it says, If our gospel is veiled, it's veiled to those who are what? Perishing. Praise God. If our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are what? Perishing. And so, the more you don't know, the more you are dying. It is not the will of God. It is not the will of God. You see, unfortunately, in the body of Christ, we encounter so many things. As a result of that, we begin to question the integrity of God's word. I'll give you a good example on the subject of healing. That a man of God or a believer died out of sickness does not mean that God is not willing to heal. That's number one. I want us to capture that. Because many a times when things like this happen in the body of Christ, we begin to question, but God, are you saying that it's not possible? Whatever happened, we don't know. But let God's word be the standard. Praise God. And so you understand fully well that the enemy is desiring to keep you in ignorance. 
to give you reasons why you must doubt the word of God. And the moment you begin to enter into this realm, my brother, my sister, you are on the path of perishing. But God forbid. Hallelujah. God forbid. Praise the name of the Lord. So look at what Paul was saying because Paul understood the relevance of it and he began to cry out in Ephesians chapter 1. It says, Therefore, my brethren, also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints and do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you what? The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. It says that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know hallelujah that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints praise the name of the lord and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he did what he walked in christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only on the age but also in that which is to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of all things and so he says and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of all the church you see every revelation you have as a christian is captured in christ praise god for someone who wants to be serious with god and you say you know what lord i want to live a victorious christian life take out time and begin to look at the scriptures anything that says in christ begin to study it praise god the Bible says a good example, Ephesians 1 verse 3. It says, Blessed be God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in what? Christ Jesus. You only experience that reality inside Christ. Hallelujah. And so if the Bible says that, And God has put all things under his feet, And it says, And gave him to be the head over all things to the church. If Christ is the head of the church, I am what? The body. So whatever affects the head should affect the body. So if Christ is over the principality, I should also. But you see, all these things cannot come except through meditation. Remember I said, there are certain things that we are praying, Oh God, take it away. By the time you come to the end of that truth, it will go and you will not know. I'll say it again. There are certain things that you are asking God to take away. You see? But the day you enter the truth, back in that thing, it will go and you will not know. Because why? Darkness cannot stay in the presence of light. Hallelujah. The greatest revelation, and it is unending, that any believer can have, is what Jesus did for you on the cross of Calvary. The biggest revelation you see, many a times we come to church for prosperity. It's part of it, but it's not, it's not, it's not just all about it. We come to church for healing. It's not just about healing. 
there is a life called the Zoe life of God. The life, the God kind of life. Hallelujah. This is what you call the new creation realities. That the moment I came into Christ, what are my realities? Because anything you begin to see in scripture that does not match what you see in your daily living, you begin to make adjustments. Praise the name of the Lord. You begin to make what? Adjustments. Because this is what God wants to do for us. This is why Easter is being celebrated. It's to remind us, just like how your birthday would come and you would take time to reflect, oh, how far God has brought me. You know, all my life you have been faithful. That's good. But when Easter comes, it is not just a church tradition. It's for you to remember, to bring to your consciousness again, what have I or what inheritance do I have in Christ? You see, the Bible says in Galatians 4, verse 1, it says, An heir. Who is an heir? Someone who is destined for the throne. Praise God. It says, For an heir, as long as he's a child. Praise God. An heir, as long as he's a child, is no different from a slave. Praise the Lord. And here, as long as he's a child, yes, the throne is yours. You have been redeemed as a king and as a priest. But so long as you remain a child, the crown is not your own. Praise the name of the Lord. So you understand that what you must do in this month of April is to desire maturity. And that maturity can only come by personal effort. All we come to do in church here is to set you on the right track and it's left for you to run or to stay. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay? And so, so what do we talk about supernatural enthronement? What does that mean? The mystery of enthronement is the one that captures the destiny of a believer. It clearly states or illustrates the past of the one who believes in Jesus as his or her Lord or Savior. It is a story of being relocated from obscurity to limelight. A story of grass to grace. It's the contemporary story of the Cinderella story. Hallelujah. And for many of us who used to watch Disney, Cinderella story, we know the story. You know, her mother passed away, her stepmother mistreated her, but eventually she got to the palace. Hallelujah. But that's the similar story of the believer. Because the Bible said that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet destined for damnation, Christ died. Praise the name of the Lord. And so we have been relocated from the backside of life, just like David. And God has brought us to limelight. The limelight is not to showcase your beauty, your skill, or your anything. But no, it's to show people what God can, can do in the life of any man. Praise God. And I tell you this, God is still in the business of lifting people. Hallelujah. Whether you like it or not, God is still in the business of lifting people. There is a reason why he is called the lifter of men. Hallelujah. There is a reason why he is called the lifter of men. And so what does enthronement mean? Enthronement, according to the dictionary, says that enthronement is to put a king or a queen through the ceremony of sitting on a throne. A in order to mark the official beginning of their period in power. Hallelujah. To mark the official beginning of their, of their what? P 
period in power. Hallelujah. Someone will say is what? Their coronation. Praise the name of the Lord. Their coronation. Today can be that day for you. Because the day you have light, the day the light, or you come in contact with the light, praise the name of the Lord, your rulership has started. It says, it also means to have a seat in a place associated with what? A position of authority or influence, or to sit ceremonially on a throne, or to invest, or to be, or to invest with superior or sovereign power, or with authority of a high office but above all you see yesterday we saw the story of joseph when i mean yesterday i'm just saying metaphorically god did it for a young man called joseph just yesterday from the prison he came to the palace just like david from the backside of tending sheep he came to become the king of israel the same thing would happen to anybody who is willing to invest their time to know what has Jesus done for me? Praise the name of the Lord. You know, I often say it here in church. Growing up, I used to dread when my dad would tell us, or oh, you know, around this time in Nigeria, we'll call it midterm break. I used to dread going back to school. Not because I, yes, there were challenges in school in terms of seniors being horrible and everything but one of the things that i dreaded the most was my father speaking to me because his words could penetrate my heart i'll start weeping and i used to wonder why and one of the things that my dad would tell me then is that you know what i have done my best for you as a father every good thing a father can do for his son i've done for you is left for you the ball is now what in your court is the same thing Jesus is saying to you and I every single day. The things that you are asking Jesus to do is already done. But the question is, do you know what he has done for you? Praise God. Because until you know what he has done, you are not able to enjoy what he did. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay? And so then, why must I be enthroned? I believe I mentioned this scripture earlier on. Let's dig into this scripture. It says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he be a master of all. It says, But is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were what? In bondage, under the elements of this world. So, if you are in bondage of any kind, you are what? A child. Praise the name of the Lord. Look at what the scripture says. It says, even so we, when we were what? Children, were in what? Bondage, under the elements of the world. But it says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. Born of a woman, born under the law, to do what? To redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions as sons. Hallelujah. That we may receive the adoptions as sons. I cannot overemphasize this. The biggest revelation you can have concerning your life 
is to understand the extent of God's love for you and what he did through Jesus on the cross. If his healing is there, if his childbirth is there, if his career progress is there, I can't imagine anything that Christ obtained that is not under what Christ did on the cross. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that what cost me any man that he be hanged on a tree. But it says that what that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. So we begin to look at the facts of supernatural enthronement. What are those things that we must begin to expect even as we begin to dig deeper in this month? Number one is that your background is irrelevant. Many a times we take pride of the fact that, oh, maybe my parents are pastors or maybe I was born on a Sunday or maybe I was born in a church or whatever. I don't know what your essence of pride is. But you see, whether you were born in the back side or the front side is irrelevant. Praise the name of the Lord. And so not being from a rich home or having a prominent surname is irrelevant. So long as anybody can be enthroned, all the basis for enthronement is truth. Hallelujah. Anybody can be enthroned. The basis or what qualifies you to be enthroned is the degree of truth you know. And that truth is about what Christ has done for you and I. Number two is that it does not take into account your tribe or your nationality. As I look around here, there's nobody who is a Jew. That you say, oh, Abraham is I'm from the direct lineage of Abraham. No. But the beauty of what Christ for us is that what? Anybody who believes in Christ has been engrafted into the lineage of Abraham. So we are what? Spiritual Jews by virtue of adoptions. That's why he said that we may rejoice because we have been adopted as sons. You see, the beauty of adoption is this. I'll give an example. I've got three children and God knows I don't want more. Praise God. Amen. And you know, whenever my wife will say, oh, I'm not feeling well, friends will make jokes and say, oh, should we be expecting another? I say, I don't want any longer. Hallelujah. I don't want to have magic school bus as a car every day. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But let me explain something. If I was to adopt another child, my wife did not give birth to that child. My genes don't flow in that child. But the moment I adopted that child by law, every other thing my children are entitled to, that adopted child is entitled to it. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so when the Bible says that you and I have been adopted as sons, Praise the name of the Lord. Everything, everything, you know, someone asked me a question. I think it was two weeks ago. And said, is it true that the richest um, population in the world are Jews? I said, yes. And she asked me why. I said, it's because of the covenant of God to Abraham. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, but the, the reality of it is this. You are part of those people. Praise the name of the Lord. So whatever covenant they enjoy, whatever benefit they have, 
so long as you understand in your consciousness i have been what adopted praise god and the beauty of adoption is this the child that i adopted can fight my biological son for what belongs to him praise god yes there's no blood nothing but it can, because it is right hallelujah and so there is no difference the bible says romans 10 verse 12 it says for there is no difference between the jew and the gentile the same lord is rich to everyone that calls upon his name praise the name of the lord number three is that what it is not gender based it is not gender based god can enthrone or god has enthroned both men and women praise the name of the lord you know when you read the book of judges chapter 4 a man or a king was supposed to go and fight the war the bible said that god had given him victory but he said i will not go until deborah goes with me and deborah said i will go but just know that as i'm going with you the victory is not coming to your glory is coming to me it's a proof that god god is not gender driven anybody that is willing and so for those of us who perhaps the society you come from has marginalized women in the past not our god both men and women are enthroned in christ hallelujah number four Is that what your past mistakes and your shortcomings are inconsequential because many a times the devil is quick to remind us of what we have done or what we failed to do and how that disqualifies us from being enthroned hallelujah if god can enthrone a murderer how much more you if god can restore his covenant to a liar in the person of abraham why not you all god is asking is that what invest your time with me hallelujah and finally only god can do this lifting you see because the reality of it is when we think about progress and promotion in life we always want to beg it with somebody i need to know this person for me to make progress i need to know this person to be able to advance in life but the reality of it is god is the lifter of men hallelujah say it with me god is the lifter of men one more time god is the lifter of men he will use people to do it but the reason or the mechanism behind it or the agency behind it is what god how would you tell me david could not sleep one day and said is there anybody in Saul's lineage for me to remember and Mephibosheth was relegated from the backside or the ghettos of life to the king's palace it can only be God hallelujah it can only be God first Samuel 2 verse 8 as I round up it says he raises the puff of the dust and lifts the needy from the ashes and he sits them with princes and has them inherit the throne of honor hallelujah god is what the lifter of men 
God is the lifter of men. I need it to sink into your consciousness. Only God can lift. Hallelujah. So it is vain for you to pursue people in human effort saying, Oh, my promotion must come through you. That's why you see when people say, Oh, without me, you cannot make progress. Damn you. I say it boldly to your face. Damn you. Because if God will lift me, you can do nothing about it. Hallelujah. Only God can lift men. Only God. Nobody can make themselves God in your life. It's an abuse of office. And even for those of us that God will be using to lift others, don't go and assume that you are God in their lives. Hallelujah. The Bible says, I will share my glory with no man. Hallelujah. In conclusion, the beauty of scripture is simple. All throughout scriptures, we see the possibilities of what God has done through people. It gives us the reassurance that he who has done these things can also do them in my life. Hallelujah. For the Bible says, for whatever things were written before now, were written for what? Our learning. That we, through patience and comfort of scriptures, might have hope. So be hopeful. That even as we are celebrating Jesus' rising from the grave, the same thing would happen in your life in the name of Jesus. Someone said, Our generation is lost to the truth of God, to the reality of divine revelation, to the content of God's will, to the power of His redemption, and to the authority of His word. For this loss, it is paid dearly in a swift relapse into paganism. Hallelujah. Because when we lose the essence of God's word, anything can just replace it. And that's for the intent of God for you and I. Let us bow our heads as we pray. The first criteria for being lifted by God is that number one, you must be adopted as sons and so perhaps you are here this afternoon or you're watching me online and you are yet to give your life to jesus this is that primary opportunity why don't you say with me lord jesus forgive me of my sins acknowledge that you died for me on the cross of calvary and on the third day you rose again cleanse me with your blood even as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. And help me to walk in the realities of the new creation. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for everyone who has heard what you have to say to us today. Let this word be a spark in our hearts to start this adventure with you that the holy spirit the revealer of truth will begin to open our eyes to who we truly are in christ that will indeed reign as a king and as a priest unto you our god here on the earth in jesus name amen amen god bless you all